Hello, everyone. I come to you live from Fairview, Alberta. I don't know where I even am right now. I'm an hour north of Grand Prairie. I know that much is true. I know that for sure. But apart from that, everything just looks the same. Everything looks the exact same out there. It's just nothing but flat land and weird roads and hills. Some beautiful valleys. I'll give it that for sure. My hotel room looks like a prison cell. Not gonna lie. It's a little sketchy. I like it. It's a good vibe for a podcast. Welcome in. This is Comic Book Movie Guy, the podcast. And it's been a while. I've been busy. My sister got married. It was a very beautiful wedding. My fiance Randy and I, we went up to Salmon Arm area. Um, we didn't go to Salmon Arm. That's where my sister lives. We went to Golden, BC. It's about three hours south of where she lives. And it took us a good six hours or so to get there. I had a speech at that wedding and I cried like a little baby. I cried for my sister. It was, it was emotional, man. I've never, I've never delivered a speech, a toast, if you will. And, uh, you know, I, I worked on it on and off for about a couple of weeks. Um, I made sure to dot my I's and cross my T's, if you will. But uh, yeah, nothing really prepares you for that podium, man, when everybody's there and, you know, it's you're already kind of emotional from seeing your baby sister getting married. And, you know, you see the whole, the wedding dress thing and, you know, she looks great, she's happy, all that stuff. And then all of a sudden you're reading these words and the words start to get to you a bit. Whereas before, even though there was some thought put into them, it wasn't, uh, wasn't near as emotional as the day of. And I'm just, I'm happy that I made it through the speech, let alone, you know, cry my way through it, if you will. But that's not what we're here to talk about, are we? We're here to talk about comics and movies and comic books and all of that jazz. Well, I'll tell you, it's been a pretty dry month for me, movie-wise, just because I've been so busy with other stuff. I'll tell you that I've seen the new Prey movie, which is fantastic. If you're a Predator fan or Alien vs. Predator fan, I highly recommend that one. Prey was great, simply because it's, it's like the first arrival, the first real arrival of the Predators. And, you know, it's, you have your, the, the cast is essentially all First Nations and it's filmed throughout parts of Canada. And it was extremely cool to see that and just know that while watching it. You know, I, I razz my friends constantly right now about the Elvis movie because I just can't get enough of it. It's another thing that happened to me in the last month. 
my grandpa passed away. Grandpa was a huge fan of Elvis. And sort of just the timing of when that movie came out and when I watched it um, versus, you know, his time of passing, it was kind of, it was interesting because he passed away. But before he passed away, he saw the new Elvis movie twice. And that's a really cool thing to me. It's just really, uh, it makes me really happy and like fulfilled to know that Grandpa saw his legend in Elvis that he grew up watching his whole life. He got to see that live action movie and it be done so well. That makes me really happy. What's going on with DC? I'll tell you what's going on with DC. Shit's crazy, man. They canceled Batgirl. We talked about that. Flash movies ago, we talked about that. But what haven't we talked about? I made an entire episode on how Henry Cavill was going to return to the role of Superman. And how, you know, they were setting it up for... Um, it wasn't comic, maybe it was, yeah, it was San Diego Comic-Con. I was like, oh yeah, you know, Henry Cavill, there's rumors out there that he's going to show up. And he didn't, you know. But now, it's starting to surface that Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill are returning to their respective roles in the DC Universe. Take it with a grain of salt. But if they can find a way to tell new stories with new directors using Ben Affleck's Batman and Henry Cavill's Superman, give her. I'm excited. I want to see that. You know? Let me tell you how high the stakes are for me with the Flash movie coming out. I know I've talked about the Flash so many times on my podcast But like, it feels like that moment. It feels like do or die for DC in a way. And I've heard nothing but positive reviews coming out of Warner Brothers and stuff. People are doing, or Warner Brothers is doing those um, pre-screenings where they test it. Test screenings, if you will, where they test an audience. And it's been rumored that it's come back as the highest praised DC film since The Dark Knight. I mean, again, take it with a grain of salt. But to hear that, to at least hear that rumor, to hear that there's some news coming from the Flash movie and it's overwhelmingly positive, yeah, I'm excited. I'm a DC fan. Of course. Of course I am. Could we see a world's finest movie? I think that would be great for Warner Brothers to do. Will they do it? Hard to say. But if you bring back Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck, maybe you give Ben Affleck a solo movie. Maybe you give Henry Cavill a sequel. And then who knows, right? I just don't think that Warner Brothers understands that like, and I mean, there's there's other things that go into scheduling, right? There's scheduling conflicts with the actors, with agents, all that stuff. But I just don't think that Warner Brothers knows what they have here. And it's a tremendous opportunity. 
you have Ben Affleck, who arguably is the best-looking on-screen live-action Batman we've ever gotten, if you compare him to the comic. Yeah, people are complaining about the voice modulator and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I get that. Like, okay, he doesn't have a bat voice. He doesn't have a great bat voice, whatever. But visually, Ben Affleck is second to none. And I love that we have Robert Pattinson's Batman. You know, and that Batman is a very good-looking Batman. But that's the beauty of the comics, too is that Batman has many different looks in the comics. But to me, and my version of Batman that just looks, feels, breathes, the comics, the animated series, all of that, is Ben Affleck. And DC has him. And, you know, he's reshooting scenes for Aquaman, and he's reshooting scenes for The Flash. Batgirl movie gets cancelled with Michael Keaton's Batman. So now maybe we just get some sort of cool version of Michael Keaton's Batman in The Flash. Makes sense. It's a one-off. You know, brought him back. That's cool. Let's move forward with Ben Affleck. Right? Ben's in the best shape of his life. He just married Jennifer Lopez, for God's sake. You don't just marry J-Lo and not be in the best shape of your life and on top of the world. Ben Affleck... I really hope that you come back to the role. I hope you enjoy playing Batman. And I really hope that the performance in The Flash was excellent. I really hope that it was not only fun for us as an audience to watch you as Batman, but for you to actually play Batman. Because, of course, if you think about, you know, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, as good as that movie was... It is pretty sad to think that Ben Affleck was at a time in his life where he was battling alcohol, um, going through a divorce, things like that. And while that all kind of fits well with the character of a dark, gritty, grim Batman, I think it's important to recognize that maybe this is an actor who could have some fun playing a role like Batman now if you just give him a chance. And, you know, I get this question a lot from Zane, uh, from my good friend Zane Tomich. And he always asks me, he says, are we going to get the Ben Affleck solo? Are we going to get the Batfleck solo movie? And I always say to him, I'm always like, no, I don't, I really don't think so. Or I go back on my word and I'm like, you know, maybe. But here's my official answer. And my official answer is this. I want that more than anything in the world. Will we get it? That's not up to me. But my wants are higher than they ever have been with Ben Affleck's Batman and Henry Cavill's Superman. We have Black Adam coming out. Throw a Henry Cavill Superman cameo in that movie. I don't care what you have to do as a studio. I really think that's a golden opportunity to reintroduce Henry Cavill because Black Adam is one of Superman's villains or one of, you know, the classic Titan matchups that Superman faces over his career. It makes a lot of sense 
just with the way Black Adam looks too. Like I feel like Man of Steel Superman vibes could fit in with this sort of fantasy Black Adam world. It does still have DC tones. And that's what I like about what Black Adam has done and that film. You know, it's coming out, I think it's October 26th or something. That film, to me, has, you know, the, the second trailer was, was great. I, th- I think that, you know, DC's tones are back. Yes, Black Adam is a minor character, if you will. And I will, you know, he is a minor character. And does he belong front and center on the big screen? You know, it's arguable, right? It, it really is. But what they've attached to this Black Adam movie that is so fascinating to me and something that I do want to see is they're starting to create this JSA talk, Justice Society of America. Now that... That excites me because that's a whole other thing besides Justice League. We can have our Justice Society or we can also have our Justice League. Now, I'm not going to go through all the heroes in the Justice League versus all of the anti-heroes, if you will, in the JSA. But it does fascinate me that they're trying to do a JSA. It feels like a baby step in the right direction. So I'm going to go see Black Adam in October. I'm going to go in with an open mind. I think Dr. Fate looks great. Adam Smasher looks great. You know, I don't know much about Cyclone, or I think it's Cyclone, the the female character there. I don't know much about her. Hawkman looks great. Hawkman looks probably the best out of all of them, in my opinion. I just think that they really killed his suit, you know, and how the, how his mask sort of, uh, fades in and out off of his face. Um, I think that, you know, that's obviously similar to what the MCU did with Iron Man, but I, I just thought it worked really well with the way that it sort of flowed onto his face and off of his face in the trailers. And I think he's going to kill it, that guy. Can't think of his name right now, of course, but the guy who's playing Hawkman, I think he's going to kill it. He looks great. And... I come to this place where I'm torn about how I want the future of the DC to, DC universe to look. There was a point in time where I was just all for Justice League. You know, like it has to be Justice League tales and it has to be those main heroes. But I think that with the Flash movie coming out and sort of having this ripple effect, if you will, I really think instead of focusing on Justice League, I think they need to continue with some solo movies for a while to build back up to a Justice League movie. I don't think it's wise to try and throw them all back together again. Because I think the next Justice League movie that you make whenever that may be, you want to just knock it right out of the park. You don't want to screw around with that. There's just been so much shit going on with the Justice League movies, whether that be, you know, the Zack Snyder thing that happened 
um, the phony Joss Whedon movie that came out. It's just a very touchy subject, and I feel like it's not the end of the world if we don't get a Justice League movie again very soon. I think we continue with the solos. We build back up our characters that we love. We add some new characters as they're doing. And eventually we get back to that place where we don't have any, you know, wild post-apocalyptic stories that we have to tell. I know that there are Snyder fans out there that want to see Snyder's conclusion. And I'm one of those fans. I would love to see that. But I just, I feel like that Snyder era is done. But we can continue with what, with the pillars and the foundation that he built with the characters that he casted because he casted the DC universe so beautifully. And I think even just that living on is in itself something to tip our cap to Zack Snyder to and we'll forever have those characters. But you got to continue with them. I, I really don't think it's wise to recast a Batman or a Superman or I can't believe I'm saying this, but a Flash even at this point. I just think that, you know, this Flash movie is going to succeed. Um, it's just a hunch that I have based on the news that is coming from these test screenings and just the overall vibe of the movie that I'm getting, the director. You know, I just think it it could all really add up to something special and I think it could be a very good movie. It will be very interesting to see what happens there. And on the Marvel side of things, I've been watching She-Hulk. Some of you might have turned off, but if you're still here, hi. I've been watching She-Hulk, and it's one of the first Marvel shows that has actually successfully... um, kind of right out of the gates grab my attention and I can't believe I'm saying this but I really do like that show it's just a very easy watch you know it's a lawyer show at its core Um, it's a comedy but I like the players in this I like the the characters that they're bringing in I I didn't want to talk too much about She-Hulk, but I just did want to mention that, like, She-Hulk got a lot of hate, and rightfully so. It's the CGI that they had posted, that Marvel had posted um, for the first trailer and some of these pictures that were released. It was awful. It was an abomination of CGI, in my opinion. But now, here we are, watching the show, if you're me, and the CGI is, it's bad, but there's something charming. There's something charming about She-Hulk. I don't know what it is, and I've yet to find out what it is. I'm excited to keep watching, mostly because I can't wait to see Matt Murdock and Daredevil return. Um, I think the gold suit looks so good from the trailers. I think that Charlie Cox is going to kill it. Um, Yeah, it's going to get me hyped for Daredevil Born Again, which is coming out 18 episodes 
sometime, I think it's sometime next year. But that's another series that I'm just super, super ready for, right? Like, I don't know how... I don't know how you can be a Daredevil fan and not be a Batman fan or be a Batman fan and not be a Daredevil fan just for the simple fact that they're so equally so badass and I just love this is really weird to say but I just love that Daredevil is blind it's so cool it's such a cool thing that he can just his senses are so in tune and his acrobatic fighting style is so elevated that he can sort of work around this disability that he has and the fact that he's a lawyer in Hell's Kitchen New York like it's awesome it's awesome right Matt Murdock is so cool and that story is so cool and I think Marvel bringing back Charlie Cox and Kingpin the guy who plays Kingpin blanking on his name I apologize these are smart choices and these are choices that are making me a casual MCU fan want to watch shows like She-Hulk that's why I tuned in in the first place was to see Daredevil that's why like bottom of my heart truth will out here I was there for Daredevil I still haven't seen Daredevil, but I'm enjoying myself very much. And I think that's, that's great. You know, I have to talk about the Disney Expo that happened because everybody was like, oh, including me, everybody was like, oh, you know, they're going to cast the Fantastic Four and there's going to be all this awesome news out and stuff. And it was like, there was some cool things dropped, you know, a couple of really cool trailers, uh, mostly on the Disney side, things like the Little Mermaid live action, which I want to talk about for a second. Um, I don't know. I'm not sold on the hair, the braids. Uh, I just, I don't think that they, I know they're going for like this realistic vibe, but I just don't, I don't see Ariel. Um, in the hair, in the hair color. I really wanted them to do a little darker red on her hair. The CGI looks great. I think that her voice is gorgeous. I think it's beautiful. She's going to kill it as Ariel. Blanking on her name as well. Can you tell I'm doing this podcast without my phone in front of me? Normally, I fact check things on my phone while I do this podcast because I do it all live right? I try and create this live aesthetic, this live feel. And today I don't have my phone in front of me because it's charging across the hotel room. So forgive me, girl who plays Ariel. Forgive me, comic book movie guy listeners. But in all seriousness, there was one movie that was like really, really exciting for me. And it was just an announcement even. But Disney announced that they're doing a live action Atlantis, the Lost Empire remake. And they casted Andrew Garfield as Milo James Thatch. Have you guys seen Atlantis? Randy showed me Atlantis for the first time. 
I remember all the McDonald's toys when I was growing up. Atlantis was like 2000, 2001, somewhere in there. And anytime we would go to McDonald's as a family, the Happy Meal toys would be Atlantis toys. And I just remember them so vividly, Miles. And I see Andrew Garfield as the perfect casting for Miles. Like, so good. That one excites me very, very heavily. There's only one other movie that has sort of caught my radar in the last 12, 24 hours that I wanted to bring up today. And it's Babylon or Babylon, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to call it Babylon from now on. Babylon. Babylon. Weird name. But Babylon is what I'm going to call it. It's Damien Chazelle's new movie. Do you guys know Damien Chazelle's work? Have you ever seen La La Land with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone? It's a great movie. It's a musical. Yeah, yeah, I don't like musicals, whatever. It's great. Visually, it's great. And if you haven't seen that one, let me ask you if you've seen Whiplash. Have you seen Whiplash with Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons? If you have not seen Whiplash, that is the one I recommend. Over La La Land is Whiplash. Because that movie is so powerful um, in so many levels. It's about a college drummer who's trying to make it big in a jazz band. And J.K. Simmons is this asshole of a teacher. And he is just so good in that movie to the point where he won Best Supporting Actor um, at the Oscars that year. But I would highly recommend Whiplash. It's on Prime, Amazon Prime. Um, and yeah, anyways, back to Babylon here. And it stars Margot Robbie, Brad Pitt, and Tobey Maguire. And I'm not going to say anything else on this podcast other than, you know, go watch the trailer or go look up the, the pictures of Tobey Maguire as Charlie Chaplin. That's all I'll say. It's, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be special. And Damien Chazelle is a proven filmmaker. He's very, very good at what he does. He's got some great visuals. So I'm looking forward to that one. And I mean, Margot Robbie looks great in it too. Um, Brad Pitt, obviously. Very good uh, cast there. And that's the other one that's on my radar. So guys, thank you for your patience. Uh, if you've been waiting for an episode... Here it is. If you haven't been waiting, surprise, I'm back. And, you know, this has been a lot of fun. I talked about a few things that I wanted to talk about, and I got a few things off my chest today that I just, I've been waiting to say, you know, whether it be Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Return, Not Return, or my thoughts on this Black Adam movie coming out, Flash News, trailers coming out, Disney Expo, Marvel, there's so much going on. It's a great time to be a comic book movie fan. I thank you guys for listening to this one. I've been Comic Book Movie Guy. This has been a lot of fun, and we'll see you guys on the next one.